the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Miss Ann is is not, unfortunately. Uh, she has, uh, if you are joining us, we've mentioned this over the last several months, and I write about it in our newest magazine. She's uh, had some um, medical health setbacks in uh, recent years, and uh, she's no longer able to be on the show, but she is our... our uh, host emeritus so we've got brother rufus and we got gerald adams and i'm here and uh billy howe is is with us also billy how you doing he's out at the state farmer's market hey good morning now rufus you you missed uh you, you got through all the barriers downtown for the parade which starts at nine thirty this morning by the way we were talking earlier about it uh billy have you ever been in on a float in the Christmas parade in Raleigh? Not in the Raleigh Christmas parade, I have it. Yeah. Well, tell us where you were in one, Billy. <laughs> well, Rufus, you knew Daddy, and he did clowning, so he drug me along clowning, and we did um, all the Wayne County Christmas parades, Wilson, uh, Kenley, Smithfield. The Johnson County Circuit. Johnson, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember your Daddy. <laughs> How about that? Well, yeah, it starts at nine thirty. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to get through immediate downtown. It starts at St. Mary's and Hillsborough Street. It is, it's. I think it's always started there, and it moves down Hillsborough Street to the Capitol. And they, they for a long time because Fayetteville Street was a mall, they went straight down. They took a turn and went down Salisbury Street. Well, they will turn on to Salisbury Street and then turn on to Morgan and then turn on to Fayetteville and go down to. Lenore Street, so it's a a longer. And I guess uh, back in the day when they started this in the '30s, they they were uh, going down Fayetteville Street. Uh, so, uh, the, and they used to do it at night. I don't know how long that lasted. Wow, at night, can you imagine that? So, um, and really, friend, I, I was in a lot of Shriner parades with with Robin Hood Rob, out, of, out of Benson. How about that? He he was a great leader of the of the Shriners parade. Uh, and they had an old caboose. They drove around with Shriners jumping in and out of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> you and, didn't you and, didn't do that in clown outfits. Oh, okay, yeah. That's always a lot of Shriners are so great. But uh, yeah, that's that's all going on. Everybody's tuning up. So if you, that, what a wonderful parade. We were talking about uh, it's the biggest between Washington and and atlanta so they're they're going on and uh they're just making it bigger and bigger every year and i know it's it was virtual last year so i'm glad that 
everybody's out enjoying this and it's cold and it feels like Christmas. So, Billy, uh, at the farmer's market, it feels like Christmas too. Y'all got a lot of Christmassy stuff out there and, and some good turnip salad. I had some of the best turnip salad mustard greens mix uh, the other night for supper. Yeah, I turned in this morning and I went by the farmer's building and there was a pickup truck and it had the biggest collards. On mm. top of it, on the hood, the whole back of it was full, and they were unloading on me into the. Uh, that was like the Clampett's truck, wasn't it? They had <laughs> it covered with stuff, huh? He could have just went ahead. He could have drove it right on down there and went right in the parade, and it just looked like one great big collar driver. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Now, you like? do you like turnip salad, mustard greens, uh, collards? Which do you like best? Um, I guess collards would be my favorite but i like all of them now what do you what do you use do you season it with anything ham meat fat back uh-huh um, yeah i prefer fat back do you put any pepper in it or anything uh vinegar and pepper yeah on, once it comes to the plate okay yeah gotcha all right so jerry you like which do you like better i'm a turnip salad man do you, do you mix mr mustard greens that kind of no I'm takes a, the I'm, edge I'm, off i'm off. a straight up turnip salad man and a little vinegar to rufus I go for the collards. Collards. Do y'all have coll- grow collards in the mountains? Well, we have something called creasy greens. Creasy greens, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, they grew wild. Did your mama use any fat meat to cook oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We used to kill our own hogs. All right. So, uh, Billy, we got we got we established we got collards out there and turnip salad and mustard greens. And we've got some garlic that you can come and get it. I don't know if it's smoked or not, but it could be. <laughs> Well, we we uh, we weren't smoking uh, smoking garlic during the break, so we're okay. Okay, but we do have it out here. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's a great time, and uh, we have apples. I'm sure we have apples and winter squash and sweet potatoes. Um, I saw uh, shell butter beans. Oh, Mike's getting up out of his seat now. <laughs> yeah. I, I am amazed that you have butter beans. Where in the world? They, did they come from way down east? The very last of them. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, so. And mm. We still have peppers out here. You said apples, turnips, rutabagas. Um, and we have Christmas trees. We have plenty of Christmas trees. Oh, that's right. The magnolia wreaths. Mm, that's an extra good incentive to come out to the farmer's market because you can walk around and smell the Christmas trees. It, even if you don't take a tree home with you, you can smell them. Yeah. That is an awesome smell. I think I'm going to do that today. Yeah. Uh, the Potter's Guild is here today in the connectors. They're back with us. Oh, really cool. Yeah, so local local potters. Yes, the Triangle Sorority. That's another incentive to go to the farmer's market today in case uh, we needed one, and I don't think we usually do. So, uh, it's getting close to Thanksgiving, so you got to come out here and get your last-minute uh, vegetable. So are the uh, plant vendors gone? Uh, there's a couple. Most are gone. Okay, yeah. It looked – I went out earlier in the week, and it, uh, Monday, I guess, and it was looked pretty cleared out. Of course, y'all had craft festival the week before, so – I'm sure a lot of Yay. them were down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
How, how did things go, Gerald? Did it was good. Last weekend? It, it was a, it was a good weekend. The weather was good. Kind of got spoiled on that warm weather Friday and Saturday, and Sunday was a little chillier <laughs> than that. But it was a good good turnout. Mm, very you good. were speaking about those hot peppers. I never seen as many hot peppers in my life as that one vendor. I I went in there to supplement my uh, Tabasco peppers. I had to pick the last of them before the freeze came. And I got a quart of habaneros to mix with them for my brother-in-law. But I've never seen so many peppers in my life as that one vendor has in, in the hot, hot area. So popular. It, so many people are like hot peppers now. So I'm glad that they're, you're, you're, you have vendors who are moving in that direction, Billy. Now, Rufus, you're talking about the vendor down close to the uh, restrooms around the... Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just yes, sir. I, I don't know how many varieties they got because I go down there and I think I've got them all memorized. And I come back and they got two more kind down there. Oh, it's incredible. So, what about up in the market shops this morning? There is all that good smelling coffee and mm-hmm. raisin bread and uh, pies and cakes. Yeah. Well, Billy, I have a, a statement to make about you know my. Craving, my wife's craving for jam. Well, my wife, Linda, was poking around up there the other day, and she found found a vendor there that had some. And I, she couldn't remember which one it was, but there there was some no sugar added. I just wonder if Ken has some. Uh, Ken may have some. I don't know. He's got quite a setup out there. I didn't even think about other vendors having it i figured you had had walked around and and not seen any more but yeah there you know there there are several people that sell that type of uh, sell jelly and uh, the no sugar jelly the spreads are are very popular so yeah i hope you find some well she did and all kinds of gift ideas up there Uh, old-fashioned sodas and yeah I saw some really neat paintings over in um, one of the vendors. Booth. And you can buy wine up there? You can buy wine. Mm-hmm. Some really good wine from. You can get uh, you a good bottle of wine and get you some hot dogs. And- <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's, a, that's a working man's combination there. Well, my, my friend, Big John Ruth, uh, surprised me the other day. He, he brought in the Rufus dog, full full-blown from the farmer's market. He said he'd heard enough about it and was going to go get one. He said it passed his test, and I really did enjoy it. They've got that thing down now where it's really – they're using good good wieners. Uh-huh. They've got the chili fixed right. They, they've got a, a good Rufus dog now. There's some good people that run that uh, that market grill. Yeah, they, they are trying hard. They're adapting. They're uh, innovative – they got it all going on, so it's a it's a lot of fun to go to the market shops, the old country store, as I call it. So, uh, Billy, you got a. Uh, we went to a Monday. Had uh, I tell you, there were a lot of people out there Monday. I was really surprised. I had a day off, and so I I went to the farmers market restaurant, and there were tons of people out there, but food was excellent as always. Good cat head biscuits. And uh, of course, you got the just, uh, sweet potato day this past week. We uh, served sweet potato casserole from up at um, the restaurant. 
Boy, there are a lot of different kinds of sweet potato casserole, but uh, gosh, the sweet potatoes are so good that are grown in this state, and uh, they're, you know, they're good for you. Uh, you know, they're sweet. You can eat them without anything. You, know, you, can, you don't have to have, any, have anything added, but casseroles are wonderful, and a lot of people do that for Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. The uh, seafood restaurant is um, also another wonderful place to visit come hungry and you'll probably leave with some seafood to take home with you yeah uh and, and the market grill not market grill but um market imports there wrought iron all kinds of stuff now I don't, were they not open do they not open on mondays they're not open on monday okay yeah all right but they're open today certainly yeah, and uh you can home. walk yeah, around there Sunday. find some interesting things so much to see at the state farmer's market billy You'll have to come out here and hang out with us. I am today. I sure am. When you leave the Christmas parade, stop by, grab a Christmas tree, make it a new tradition if you're not already doing that. That's a wonderful idea. Billy, have a great day, my friend. Nice talking to you always. All right. Y'all come see us. Uh, we shall. We'll see you, Billy. All right. Let's go to uh, Professor Herb in Durham. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, my friend? Absolutely terrific. This is a great day, sun shining. And good morning, Mike, Rufus, and Gerald. This yep. is great. Yeah. Um, I have been out of the country, so I was not sure about a couple things. And the great news I heard you say a few minutes ago was that uh, about Miss Ann. And when I got back, I heard something about the celebration of the hand clap, and I got a little nervous. So anyway, that's great news. Um, two things. One, let me start with Rufus. Right now, I am in the process of trying to get a dwarf Mexican sunflower to go to seed, and I'm battling the cold weather and white flies. But we'll see. If I can get some seeds, I'm in great shape. What, what was that, Herb? What, which uh, dwarf I, Mexicans? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'll tell you why. You, uh, I got them one time, and I thought they were going to be a dwarf, but they they went on up there too. But they they got about five feet, and the trouble about the tall ones, which I I have, I love them to death. They will fall over because they're very shallow rooted, as you probably know. Yes. And the the dwarf stood up. Uh, when we had that little windstorm, every one I had fell over. But it's amazing. You can see the root will be almost all exposed, and those suckers will keep blooming. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it. We'll see what happens. Uh, the other thing was I was uh, in the uh, Palace of Versailles, and I thought about Miss Anne because she was on the home uh, HGT network with some of the gardens when they used to come on. So anyway, uh, I was glad. I, everybody was looking at guillotines and castles, and I was busy trying to find the garden. So I got out in the garden, and they had all manner of stuff. Absolutely beautiful. Um, when I was coming back uh, in, let's see, I was in England, and I ran across Gerald. This is for you. Something. Uh, called the Super Purple Tomato. Are you familiar with it? Super Purple Tomato. Not not under that name. There are all kinds of tomatoes that 
have different names depending upon what part of the country and sometimes which which country you may be in at that okay. but under that name i'm not familiar with it okay let me t- it's coming your way and i thought about you here it is the super tomato is a genetically modified tomato that takes on the genetic characteristics of a snapdragon and so what happens is it will last longer, and the cold weather, like we're having right now, will not necessarily kill the vine. There's only one little problem. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. But, but look, it's going to happen, Gerald. You bet it's going to happen. They're going to get it, so there'll be tomato taste. But uh, it's like a lot of genetically modified things that we do. Uh, you have to work at it and work at it. So anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Be on the lookout for genetically modified purple tomato from tomatoes and snapdrag. Well, they'll have my attention when I bite into one and it's a keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Herb, does it look like a snapdragon? Uh, No, not quite. Not quite. It's not not deformed. It looks like a real tomato and uh, has a beautiful... uh, The other part about it is what they're trying to do is get the same genetic benefit of, uh, I was going to say phytonutrients, but anyway, you know you have things that have beautiful color, purple, orange, and all of that, and they are beneficial, and that's what they're trying to get to, so we'll see. Well, gentlemen, have a great day. Rufus and I are headed to the hill to see if we can't get to double figures today. Great. Great. Go Heels. Yeah, I'm outnumbered in here today. <laughs> it, it's not usual. That, uh, That's or, right. It's not. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. We we'll always love to hear from you. I'm afraid of the the uh, the altered fruits. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, well, I, one of the first things you saw with tomatoes was to bring in, in the to get them blue, using blueberries yeah. was part of the crossing from that. But that's been not so much genetically altered as through pollen and sorts and things like that. And they're, quite honestly, the first ones were beautiful and tasted like not good. But there are some now that have blue in them to start with, and uh-huh. then it kind of turns into a— Is it Carolina blue? A, no, it's not Carolina okay. blue. Into right. a, a rosy pink that mm. do taste pretty well. So they have evolved over the last eight or ten years, but— I've not tasted one yet that had a lot of blue in it that tasted very well. I'm just afraid that it'd uh, come out uh, barking like a dog or something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. Uh, It's 925. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 934. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams, 919-860-9783. The Raleigh Christmas Parade has just started. It's marching down Hillsborough Street toward the Capitol right now. And we'll uh, be talking with our new Vice President for News, Christine Bellino, uh, coming up in this half hour. She's on a float the Curtis Media Float. So there you go. 
Lawrence is with us this morning. Lawrence, good morning. You're on WPTF. Uh, yeah, the gentleman talking about tomatoes uh, triggered my call because about a month ago I called you and asked what to do with all these green tomatoes I was having on the vines. Uh-huh. I found a very good recipe in the ball preserving book, canning book. took the green tomatoes, I took all the jalapenos I had and banana peppers and bell peppers, and I made a green tomato pepper relish. Uh, oh, it, sounds good. It, yeah. Oh, it, it came out real well. It came out good in my opinion. My wife took one taste and said, "Oh, it was too hot." But uh, <laughs> that'll set you free. More oh, yeah. for you to have. Oh yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we did that. So and I, I finally had to pull everything off the vines this past week before the last frost hit. But uh, so I'm gonna make some more of it. it came out well. Fantastic, Lawrence. So, uh, do do you have? Uh, can you remember the recipe? So you, um, I have it actually. General, generally, can you remember? So it's just it's uh, tomatoes and and right. jalapenos. Right. Well, I had to alter it because I went found the ball preserving book, and they had some peppers I didn't have, so I took what I had in my garden. So I yeah. used the green tomatoes. I cored them, um, didn't peel them, just cored them. Then I took the jalapenos. I think it was about a a pound of jalapenos in it. And then I took some banana peppers, some bell peppers, uh, you know, put some of the various uh, pickling spices in it, made up some pickling spice to put in it. And uh, so I, I pretty much found out I could take those basic recipes and kind of play with them. and Tweak them a it, little. Yeah, I tweak them a little bit, yeah. But uh, it came yeah. out really good. So uh, a good Did use you say a make. pound of jalapenos? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you made a big batch then, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, it, I think it was about eight Seven or eight uh, pints I made out of it. So, uh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That, those jalapenos kicked in. They made it really good. I bet they did kick in. <laughs> yeah. It's an understatement. Oh, yeah. Lawrence, so, I anyway. appreciate you uh, giving us that uh, little recipe and telling us all about that. I'm glad yeah. we gave you – I hope we gave you some good advice. Oh, yeah. All right. So Anyway, enjoy listening to you. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Thanks for being part of the show. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Jane is in Raleigh. Jane, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Hey. I'm calling for a little planting help today. Um, I've got an area that's a full sun area, um, about eight by nine feet in size. And I had knockout roses in it that got rose rosette, unfortunately. So I have taken all of those roses out and am looking at replanting in there. Um, one of the things that I have bought that I'd like to put in there is an American fringe tree, which um, I think my mom always called a grandfather's beard. But I'm looking for some ideas on maybe a low-growing evergreen um, shrub to go you know, lower around in that area. And just looking for some ideas. I had thought about Indian hawthorn. I had those years ago, but they too ended up diseased, and I didn't know if they now have a more disease resistant they do not no and I, I, I they seem to be happier in full sun down on the coast than they do okay. around here but they i guess they get uh some kind of um enomosporium leaf spot yes. type type yeah. stuff uh some kind of fungus so we i guess we've overplanted those what about camellias well i have lots of camellias in my yard i love them but I was just looking to do Okay, and you probably, this is probably a full sun area? It is. Okay, yeah. well, they wouldn't be as happy Well, it will there. have some shade as the fringe tree gets older. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, what? How, how do you come down on French trees? I like them. They can they can be uh, spectacular. They were this year. I think it's the prettiest year I've I've seen of them. But there, it, it's a little difficult to find. But there's a dwarf osmanthus now. Uh, I th- want to say fragrant princess maybe is the name, but it only gets like two, maybe two and a half foot tall. Wow. Has a has a much smaller leaf on it than the traditional Othmanthus, but still has the tiny white blooms, probably spring and fall, very, very fragrant. Mm, okay. So, yeah, so that, that would, be, would nice. be something that would be pretty low maintenance that right. could take more sun to start with and even do okay in a shadier kind of situation as the fringe tree got bigger later on. Okay. Uh, and you would have that twice a year, you would have that fragrance yeah. uh, from it. Great. And uh, that would really, if it's anywhere close to your house, you you wouldn't have to be close by to, to pick up on that. Yeah, it's right out in the um, driveway area, so we would enjoy that fragrance. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at a nursery. I don't know where they are. Uh, I just looked online, and uh, yeah, the blooms are the blooms are bigger on well, this one. Well, it has more of a it clusters a little better, so yeah. it's the combination of smaller blooms together. And I and I'm pretty sure there's more than one of the dwarf varieties, but I think that's the one I planted some this past fall uh, okay. on on campus, and that was the one that I found and what was really different about it you you glance at it you don't think it's osmanthus because the leaf is so much smaller mm-hmm. but the fact that we i had to put them somewhere where they wouldn't get more than about two two and a half foot tall uh and this looked like a good fit for that area sometimes it's a lot of the plants that would do really good in sun as that fringe tree gets bigger and shades it in the summer they're not going to be happy but then again, I'm suspecting the French tree's not going to be too big to start with. Right. So yeah. you're putting something that's going to want shade. There's not going to get off to a good start. So when you're looking for ground covers that can survive in both a, a fair amount of sun, a fair amount of shade, you, your mm-hmm. your number of possibilities drop considerably without having to come back and do another planting once the tree gets larger and produces more shade. Yeah, this is the fragrant princess dwarf tea olive. Yeah, and it's these have uh, spiky or spiky leaves. Yeah, the leaf the leaf it, the leaf has a little more of a holly look yes. to it, but it's much much smaller even than your traditional holly, holly leaves. Yeah, it, it okay. gives it uh, even more character. I mean, the leaves are not much bigger than a fingernail. You could so. put one of these in a container, a large yes. container, could you? Yes, you could. Yeah. Do I need to be concerned at all about my existing soil having had rose rosette? No, that that only affects if you put back something in the rose family. Now, okay. w- one of the things that I have been using in the sunny places where we had uh, knockout roses and dwarf, dwarf drift roses with the rose rosette, I've been using dwarf butterfly bushes to go back in them. Long bloom period in the summer, of course, they're deciduous, not much to look at in the winter, but the roses are the same way too. And then I've been um, messing around a little bit with a, a couple other possibilities, and it's some of the dwarf hibiscus I've been using. There's some dwarf hibiscus now that still have the large blooms, not quite a dinner plate size, but you know, two-thirds of a paper plate, and they only get about three-and-a-half 
foot tall. So we have several, there are a, a number of different cultivars available now in about four or five different colors. We have put the, some of those across from Hunt Library where was a drift rose bed, and they did so well, we're going to change out all the rest of them this coming spring. Because they, they now the hibiscus starts bloom a little bit later, but you know it's almost beginning of summer before they bloom, but they'll bloom all in, into the fall. All right. Well, thank you all very much. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. You're I hope you have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving, too. And uh, let us know about that fragrant dwarf tea olive if you get I'll one. I'll do that. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, another thing that I might uh, is a, a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that you might consider. Well, there are there are several. There are a lot of varieties yeah, that don't get as big as the right. Old Eastern uh, Doctor Denny Warner at NC State developed some of them, uh, and some of them this uh, uh, different colored leaves that one would right. Flamethrower is one of them. That's more upright. There's a weeping one uh, that I planted at our church. That's just magnificent. It doesn't get very tall, but it uh, you know it spreads out. So. Uh, some ideas for you, Barbara. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, Jane, rather. We'll talk to Barbara coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We'll also talk to Christine Bellino, our new vice president for news. She's riding on the Curtis Media float in the Raleigh Christmas Parade, and we're going to talk to her in a couple of minutes here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. Mike Riley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams. It's 947. We've been talking all morning about the Raleigh Christmas Parade that's going on right now. And lots of floats, including the Curtis Media Float. That uh, has just uh, started out. It started about 9.30, moving down Hillsborough Street. And our new vice president for news, uh, Christine Bellino, is uh, on the line with us. And she's on the float. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Mike. It is such an honor to be here. And the Curtis Media Float is definitely well representing all of our radio stations in the North Carolina and Raleigh area. So we're really, really, really happy to be here thousands of people are here mike and i'm sure everyone there can appreciate this what a gorgeous day we have for spring it is very christmasy it is a perfect day for it and i'm told that they they're the raleigh merchants bureau is expecting about sixty-five thousand people and this is a huge tradition it's the biggest city parade between washington and atlanta and uh so we're we're looking forward i'm i'm sorry we rufus and i were talking about we need to figure out some way technically to be able to do the show the weekend gardener from the parade in uh, the next few so years great if you guys could do it on the float that yeah if we could figure out the equipment <laughs> that would be a lot of fun so uh rufus says we would have to be sponsored by uh, an outhouse company because <laughs> he might have to take a break but if we could figure that out i'm really hoping that things get underway here because of that same reason. But. <laughs> well, just don't take a diuretic, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Just think about something else. <laughs> no, we we were very serious about yeah. that proposal. Yeah, wouldn't that'd be the the greatest thing for the parade? I think <laughs> I have a weekend gardener and a float. Yeah. Oh well, it's something to, so. something to ponder. You know, they used to do this thing at really they used to do this thing at night many many years ago. But uh, I don't remember that. But I can't imagine doing uh, having all of these parades and lights and things at night going down Hillsborough Street and Fayetteville Street. I don't know, Rufus and Mike. You guys have a really great idea. Maybe we can put together a flower themed float for next year for the weekend gardener and yeah. somehow technically get a sound booth on the float. Did now you, you're talking. Did you say a flower queen? <laughs> <laughs> theme. Flower theme. Oh, okay. themed, Mike. All right. Well. Uh, you know, you can be the flower queen. I don't think I, I don't. I don't think I would qualify. I'd have to shave my goatee. So, it is. It is, it is a. It is a beautiful day. Um, this year's grand marshal is Sylvia Wiggins. People might know her from the community. From yes, she's been a huge part of the community, and so she is the grand marshal this year. And not a cloud in the sky. Absolutely gorgeous. The drums just stopped beating right next to me so i'm happy uh, for that because i thought that was going to interfere with our broadcast but no. uh, thousands and thousands of people are here and everyone has a huge smile on their face holiday spirit definitely very much here and present for for today so i'm really happy to be a part of this well i'll uh, let you get back to concentrating on standing up straight and holding on <laughs> <laughs> and thinking about other things yeah, and waving yeah just wave at the people and smile wave like the queen have a wonderful day thank you so much christine and and on behalf of the, the weekend gardener welcome to curtis media group thank you all right thank you christine and uh boys uh we we need to talk to barbara in uh willow spring hey Hello. barbara Hey, how are you? We're uh, we're pretty good, thank you. How about you? I'm doing fine, sitting at home watching the Christmas parade right now. Um, I just wanted to say I grew up in Raleigh, and um, uh, actually we lived right across the street from St. Mary's College. Um, so the balloons were blown up. Um, they actually came all the way down to our house when they were blowing them up. So we got to get out and watch that. And then, um, you're right, they did used to have the Christmas parade at night, and it was so nice. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then once they had the char grill in, around 61 or 2, something like that, um, you know, stop and get some hot chocolate and mm-hmm. <laughs> go on down. Yes, but ma'am. the lights were so pretty at night, and we would walk, actually, we would just kind of follow the parade along, you know, right with them. Yes, and ma'am. And down to... Um, the courthouse down that way and of course Delks always had a really pretty display in their windows at that time yeah they were they were near the end of the parade so they wanted you to come on in (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was very nice i i really enjoyed it you know the time actually we lived in an um an old white house it was right next door to what used to be the seventh day adventist church uh-huh. And um, now they've torn down most of that stuff, and they've got, like, million-dollar condos where right. our house used to be. They start with those, but I don't understand why they, you know, put them up. They're all black. I mean, they're not pretty at all. They're all uh, <laughs> they cost a, lot a lot of high-dollar stuff around St. <laughs> Mary's, I'll tell you. Yeah, Yeah, it's changed dramatically. Every yeah, my sister went there in the early 60s, went to school there before she uh-huh. went to Carolina, but, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we, we grew up kind of, the house was kind of diagonally across from Wiley School. Yeah. Um, and which is still there. Sure. And I know exactly where that is. went there when she was young. Yes, ma'am. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad anyway, you have good memories. Call in. Oh, I'm, yeah, I do. Yeah. I really do. Well, Barbara, I want to agree with you about the, the color of all these buildings there. They are these depressing grays or, or dark, dark colors. <laughs> I, I don't know. Gray I, is I, very I, popular. And they, and they continue on around that block where Pam's um, um, nursery school, whatever, used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why they've done them in such drab colors. <laughs> I don't know. People people like mauve and gray and you know just, just very they subtle need, shades. They need to get on to that Charleston theme and have some brightly oh, colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, some pink, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Barbara, I'm reminding of a, a fellow one time. They were running him out of town, and he said, well, I got ahead of the crowd and made it look like I was leading the parade. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like y'all were doing. I think somebody would call the law now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's plenty of law in the in the parade this morning. <laughs> um, you know, years ago, um, Broughton High School either they either brought it in, brought the parade in, started it. I can't remember, or they brought in Santa Claus, or they may have done both at different times. I don't know. But yeah, I went to Broughton um, years ago. <laughs> uh, one of the prettiest buildings in Raleigh is that old you know, Needham Broughton. Yeah, it is. I really yeah, like and that. It still is, but it doesn't look quite the same. No, it, it doesn't. Still very pretty. Yeah, nothing yeah. looks the same. Well, it's been good talking to. <laughs> nice you. talking Thank to you. you uh huh. See you, Barbara. Bye uh-huh. bye. Bye bye. More of the weekend gardener here. Uh, gosh, we we've already gone through almost two hours. Can you believe it? We didn't get off the side rails too too much. Well, we you know we're we're. We have a reason talking about uh, the parade. Certainly, this morning we got to do that. We we're obligated, and plus we like talking about parades. And Raleigh has such a great, great Christmas parade, um, and a lot of communities have have nice parades around here. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. We only have a couple of minutes before news, but um, the, all of these dwarf plants. I'm I'm really excited that there is a fragrant tea olive that I can put in a container on our patio and and enjoy it that way for, for a long, long time because I just love the fragrance. So they are, are they are as fragrant as Yes, I I think so. Well you, you everything's in quantity. Obviously a plant that gets nine foot tall is gonna have more blooms than one that gets two and a half foot tall. Well that's true. So that could you know, the amount of fragrance and how far it would carry obviously uh, would vary, but the blooms still have the same fragrance. You just a smaller plant, you don't have quite as many, but you're gonna you it's gonna get your attention. Now I've noticed that that mine bloom more than once a year. Yes. They bloom several days. Does this one do the yes. same thing? Yes, you're gonna see some well, depending upon our crazy weather, late spring type blooms, and you tend to see a fall bloom yeah. on it as well. In fact, that's always reminded me of fall. That's a part of fall uh, for for many years for me. But I am so so glad that there are a lot of different varieties of of the tea tea olive, and some of them I can't pronounce. This food foodingzu fragrant tea olive, I see. I don't know what that is looks it, is like. Is that the one with the – there's one with the orange bloom that has a weird name. 
I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I never thought it was quite as fragrant as the white. But yeah, I can't. Of course, mine is is not in a lot of is not in a lot of uh, sun. So I've, I've got a variegated, a couple of variegated the orange ones one that don't don't bloom, and it's still pretty foliage. But I I miss the bloom. Now, what if you had about six in a row, Gerald, that you've seen in my casino? That's a hedge, and I believe they can smell it all the way at the grocery boy junior. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the standard right there. It, whatever they can smell at the grocery boy junior out of your yard is is a yeah. real winner because right. that's a real fragrance. Wow. Okay. So um, make a yeah. great hedge too. Yeah, I was just looking at this one, uh, Fudingzu. It's um, medium size. I don't know what uh, eight to twelve feet for this one. But it has it has uh, blooms really a lot more brooms than the standard one that you would find. So I don't know how fragrant it is. Uh, well, but. I have planted over the years a time or two some that were not fragrant. <laughs> uh, so well, that's you, a shame. You, you either need to do the research uh, on the cultivar name. Or bite when it's got some blooms on it. Yeah, stick your yeah, nose, yeah. Uh, to it there. Yeah, and that's true of several things. It'll mock orange. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you can sure find them without fragrance, and uh, I don't know. There are a lot of lot of things like that. Unfortunately, that, that's that's that, when they mock you when they don't have it. They <laughs> they are really mocking you, and and so often they're. Uh, scientists or growers are are trying to make a bigger bloom or something and that they they have to sacrifice the fragrance and that's a shame i'd rather have the fragrance oh I mean, absolutely if you can get so much fragrance out of those teeny tiny little blooms that's right on a tea olive then imagine a well mike one. i sent you we only got it 10 seconds the death of the daphne at my home yes i saw that <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up after the news here on wptf